What's up, guys? Uh, we are back, finally. And this time, we are here to review something magical. And massive. Question mark? Maybe? Uh, but yeah. Uh, we're actually stepping into the MCU for the first time uh, on this <laughs> podcast, aside from our... Uh, well, actually, no, wait. We did we did an Endgame special, actually, I think. Maybe. Yeah? Was it? Oh, not on, maybe not on this version, but I know we at least did an Endgame episode of Channel And uh, we did um, uh, numerous stuff for the... Uh... For the Netflix Marvel. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we yeah. even had an uh, infamous. This is the first uh, one. Lost episode, we... yeah. The Iron Fist yeah. one. Oh boy, the Iron the only, Fist one. The only episode yeah. that uh, we realized that we it wasn't recording, and we were just like, screw it, it wasn't good enough anyway. Yeah, usually, usually when we run into technical issues, we kind of are like, "All right, let's at least try to record it again." But this time, it, but that one wasn't worth it. Uh, but yeah, this one is the first of the Disney Plus mm-hmm. Marvel um, project, uh, and this one is, of course, WandaVision. Uh, no actual season number because this is just a mm-hmm. miniseries. Um, as are go- going to mm-hmm. be. Uh, the directly tied to the movies mm, one, it seems. They have announced that it's a case-by-case basis. Um, okay. Loki, they've already confirmed a season two. And the okay. showrunners of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier said that he's hoping for a season two. Okay, interesting. But yeah. We're going to be talking about WandaVision, um, a show... That, honestly, uh, it's the only TV show I've been watching, um, like, week to week. So, uh, you know, I was very excited to talk about this one, um, because I'm a huge fan of the care of Wanda, especially. Uh, I've all, loved Elizabeth Olsen's portrayal of her pretty much from mm-hmm. Jump, and... Even if Age of Ultron is my least favorite uh, Avengers movie, um, yeah, because that's but, the that's but, the thing. Uh, I, even before this, Elizabeth Olsen is an amazing actress, but their utilization of Scarlet Witch hasn't always been the best. Yeah, I also love that they address the accent thing because that's something that's always well. Um, apparently. You have to go hard to look for it, but there is a canonical reason. Uh, what's uh, the reason? Because she's been in America for Natasha taught her how to drop the accent. Oh, cool. But yeah, um, so this is one I was looking forward to for sure, especially because of the fact that, like, you know, uh, the. Vision comic series had come out uh, Mm -hmm. a few years ago, which uh, I think this definitely draws some influences from. One of the uh, one of the few things that has Tom King's name on it that I'm not just like yuck about. (laughs) So you know, 
that's a surprise uh but yeah uh let's talk about the show it's a weird one though you guys i don't think we can do our normal 15 minutes of non-spoiler because it's a hard one to dance well, around. uh just say this uh it stars Wanda and Vision, and it starts off weird and really good, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, things are. It's one of those shows where there's clearly something un- underneath the surface going on, and uh, they slowly reveal exactly what is going on, and. It's really good. Uh, they also utilize a couple other underutilized characters from the MCU, like uh, Darcy Lewis. Yeah, who, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, um, Thor the Dark World kind of put a uh, sour taste in my mouth for that particular character, even though I do love the Same. actress herself. Same, but in here... She's awesome. Uh, Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man and the Wasp returns. Yep. And also, uh, you know, if you are a fan of, like, you know, Fresh Off the Boat, you know, or even that Netflix original movie, uh, Always Be My Maybe, uh, you know, you'll be familiar with uh, Randall Park. He's the man. And, uh, yeah, he just, he did great. And then... um... Relative, I think she's a relative newcomer. Uh, playing uh, a grown-up Monica Rambeau. Yeah, which I thought was awesome. Um, you know, for those of you guys who don't know, Monica Rambeau is one of the many other people to take the Captain Marvel title. So you know, I figured since they introduced her as a child in the '90s, that they would eventually like age her up, and that was part of the reason why they said it in the 90s. Oh, apparently she's a TV actress uh, known for stuff like uh, Mad Men and Dear White People. Oh, yeah. I didn't remember seeing her in that. Uh, but yeah, so um, I guess the, um, like, the only way I can really we can really talk non-spoilers is just giving kind of general thoughts on the show without mm-hmm. like saying any plot points. I I fucking loved it. Um, you know, you and me, we did we do this podcast because we love TV, mm-hmm. and so you know we kind of we love TV of all eras, and this show does a really good job at homaging TV of all eras. Indeed. Uh, in particular, like sitcoms of mm-hmm. all eras, which I think you know, uh, I, the sitcoms always going to have a special place in my heart. You know. It's a it's a very underrated genre, and you know there aren't many shows that do it right nowadays. Yeah, um, you know some uh, you know one of the few ones that did uh, was axed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not bitter. Or <laughs> nope, anything. not at uh, all. But it, it's whatever. Uh, but yeah, but, yeah. Um, I I thought I thought the framing device that they used was really unique and cool and once it clicks together to why it's used it's like it's like it adds a whole nother layer to mm-hmm. it and that's a, that's the other thing that's really cool about this show is uh it has this like jj abrams puzzle box feel to it 
which is why I didn't uh, want to review it individually on like a week to week basis like I normally do mm -hmm. uh, with these type of shows on my channel. Um, I was like, I want to wait till I get like a full picture, which by the way, if you're listening to this and that video isn't, uh, isn't up yet, but I'm talking about it, uh, don't worry, it'll eventually get up there. It's recorded, it just hasn't been uploaded. Uh, there's been some technical issues, but it's cool. Don't worry, it'll get there. Um, but yeah, so... Um, and, uh, what else, what else uh, can we me, say non-spoilery? I completely agree, mm -hmm. and uh, all the characters get a moment or two to shine, even the ones who aren't, like, crucial to the story. And, uh... Um, unlike the other Marvel TV shows, including Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., this show has a hold on uh, the MCU... And will actually like influence things in the MCU movies going forward. And it was really cool to see. Um, I think I can say this without spoiling. That, that this isn't technically a spoiler. But uh, we do yeah. know that, uh, that uh, several of the characters are going to go off and be in specific movies. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I also, uh, to piggyback off of that, uh, this isn't a spoiler because obviously their names are in the title. Uh, one of the things that we see, we saw in, um, you know, Infinity War um, that we didn't actually get to see, like, a lot, a lot of was the relationship between um, Wanda and Vision. Uh, and in this, you really do, uh, like, get the full experience of it. And um, you know, it really does uh, make you understand, like, oh, damn, they were really were in love. And it's it's so sad, mm -hmm. you know, to see, when you really think about, like, what happened to him. Like, she had to kill him mm -hmm. and then watch him get killed a second time. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it and, you know, obviously her one line is memes to hell. Um because because it can it's so applicable to other things but the you know that one line the you took everything from me i don't even know who you are that line has so much more weight now mm -hmm. uh, after seeing wandavision yes indeed like all the stuff like there's there's a i think this can be said without spoiling but there is a uh thing now going around of people debating if uh, if H. Voltron was as bad as we think, or or if uh, WandaVision makes it better. So I rewatched Age of Ultron just to just to see if I if if it if uh, watching WandaVision affect uh, like affected my opinion of it. I still have the same problems, uh, but. It's not as so. It's I don't think it's as bad as I it was when I initially saw it, but I also think that the reason I think it's not as bad is because I now see I now have the full picture. Yeah, you know. But as a standalone movie, I still think Age of Ultron is the weakest Avengers film. Indeed, and uh, 
I will say um, one other thing that is uh, not spoiler about it. Um, I think that uh, one of WandaVision's biggest problems is not their fault, but all the fan theories and like yeah. speculation that was out it's there. Why, it, it, yeah, it's why I stayed off Twitter for a while. Um, uh, when uh, you know when the episode day came around. Uh, also. Uh, another thing that uh, I think I my own one of my only real complaints about the episodes is that some of them felt very abrupt. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but like there were several episodes where I was like, "Yo, really? That's it? That's all we're doing?" Yeah, there there um there was this, a meme that uh, went around saying that uh, the certain image is the true villain of the show. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I could see that. But yeah, uh, we're actually only two minutes shy of 15 minutes, so I think that's not bad. For, no. Uh, non We had to go show. a little bit different and a little bit abstract, but we still did it. Yeah, so, but overall, um, you know, maybe some people are kind of still wondering, Hey, uh, do I need to watch this if I'm like an MCU like nut and I uh, like I want to keep up with the stuff? Yes, but it's not entirely necessary. But I still would highly recommend it because it's very well done, well acted, you know, you all that stuff. Very well put together. You don't need it, but it helps to uh, like help with characters. Yeah, if you but if you're a fan of these characters and you want to see like the rest of their story and you want a complete picture of their character, definitely uh, is a must watch. Um, but if you don't care about the Scarlet Witch, then honestly, you can see. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, now I think we can safely transition into the uh, spoiler section and look at that. We're actually right on time for 15 minutes. Like we're like 30 uh, 30 seconds short. In terms of raw audio, that's cool. <laughs> I thought we'd be out of practice. But yeah, let's go ahead and uh, talk about spoilers now. So uh, yeah, anybody who hasn't seen it, please uh, do yourself a favor. Uh, watch the show, then come back here and uh, let us know what you thought about it. Um, you know, we, we don't really... Uh, I don't mention it that often, uh, but we do have an email um, that you guys can send in, like, kind of your opinions on the shows that we talk about if you want to. Uh, it's channelchaserspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I, 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 know, I know other podcasts do it, and I should be more professional and uh, actually mention it so you guys can send us uh, feedback besides YouTube comments on the YouTube version. But uh, if you want to do that, feel free. You know, the email is always open. Uh, I, I check it, you know, whenever stuff comes in. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely give us feedback uh, if you want to. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it uh, spoiler-wise. Okay, Brian, where do you want to start, my guy? Huh. Well, um... I guess, uh... Um, oh, I, I know where we could start. So, uh, now that we can talk about it, like, without restriction, what were, what, what were your thoughts on it? Um... Like, I thought that, uh, well, uh, if you know me, uh, not only am I a fan of the weird, 
Uh, probably my favorite show of all time is probably Doctor Who. So I I like a good uh, mind fuck or and something that makes you think. Um, and uh, I really like it. And it seemed to tie everything in except for one or two questions. But uh, those questions... And some of the other spoiler problems, like a certain person, I feel like maybe better explored in further material. Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with you there. Um, for me, uh, I I fucking I ate this shit up. Indeed. And, uh, like I said, Wanda is one of my favorite Marvel characters, period. Uh, ju- uh, she was one of the only reasons I read Avengers stuff when I was younger, because I always thought she was cool, um, because she literally had the ability to warp reality. Um, so I was just like, yo, she's OP, I, I-, I dig it. And plus her costume is nice. Uh, and uh, I got to actually, uh, I remember playing as her and i think it was x-men legends and i was like oh this is cool i like you and she was really cool in x-men evolution as well um i think that was some of my early exposure to the character and then i i jumped in you know comics wise to actually look um you know looking up about her because contrary to popular belief you guys um the avengers were not actually that popular of a franchise in the comic books so even though I was, uh, I've been reading Marvel stuff since I was like seven or eight. Uh, I didn't start reading Avengers stuff until I was like maybe twelve or thirteen. It wasn't until like Civil War uh, came out that I actually cared about Avengers-related shit because they finally put Spider-Man on the Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so point being. Uh, I've always been a fan of the magic side of the Marvel Universe, you know, Doctor Strange, uh, Wanda, and all that stuff. So the fact that they got finally, like, stopped beating around the bush, because one, one of my biggest gripes until Doctor Strange came around, one of my biggest gripes about the MCU was all this, like, oh yeah, no, th- th- we're not actually gods, you guys, we're actually aliens, and Asgard is just kind of a another planet question mark dimension thingy. Um, so yeah, Thor's not a god. There's no magic there. He's just an alien with powers. Um, and it's just like, well, shit. There goes the mysticism of Thor. Uh, but you know, then Doctor Strange came around. Hope was reignited for like the actual magic stuff, even though they didn't go full magicy magic uh, with it. Uh, but with uh, WandaVision and the introduction of, a, of characters like Agatha Harkness, finally you're just like, oh, that's actual factual, like, you know, red energy curse magic. Because oh, first, first Agatha, Agatha, well, we, we see her origins and uh, they're tied to the Salem Witch Trials. Which, uh, you know, fun fact, are her, uh, you know, part of her origin the comics as well. And, you know, actually, she's not a villain. Um, 
she actually was Franklin Richards' nanny. Her first appearance was in Fantastic Four. Um, she was the nanny of uh, Franklin Richards. Uh, and, like, the whole, the whole thing was, like, she was part of this, like, ongoing gag because, you know, no one believed that Franklin was born with powers. And so all, like, little Franklin would be doing all this crazy shit while the four were on their adventures. And Agatha would have to use her magic to kind of, like, keep shit under wraps. It's kind of like the Jack-Jack short from Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Uh, it's very similar. Which is why I find it funny that, like, to kind of pay a little bit of homage to that, like, uh, she was often the babysitter of the boys as well. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really fun. It was. Um, and, um, yeah. But she has that origins, and uh, then we see her actually using magic, and uh, we got the killer bop. Yeah. And uh, I also, I also really like, um, just like the fact that Wanda, of course, you know, thinking rightfully so that her powers just came from an experiment, is like, no, I have telekinesis. And Agatha is Agatha's just like, bitch, you think you could do this with telekinesis? And your little mind, yeah. mommies? And I, no. and I love that, because uh, she has sit, and then she, like, reveals everything to Wanda about her, and she's like, you know, I have a theory about you, but I don't know. So, uh, let's take a trip down memory lane through all your memories. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was a really good use of uh, flashbacks as mm-hmm. a device. And you know, I've kind of gotten tired of uh, flashbacks being used in TV shows as a uh, part of a plot point because uh, you know a certain show kind of burned that out for me. <coughs> but uh, I'm sorry, I had to get that out. But, there was something stuck in my. Throat. But uh, yeah, um, and then at the end of the episode, she's like, "Yes." Theory is confirmed. You're not only you're not only a witch. You're a fabled witch that people worship. The which I thought was the really Scarlet cool. Witch. Like that, that's a, that, that's a way to bring in the Scarlet Witch, and I think putting some mythos behind it uh, makes a lot of sense given how fucking powerful Wanda mm-hmm. is. And um, also, no, normally, I, normally I hate those like superhero show forced moments of like, oh he moves super fast. I know what I'll call him, the red streak. And then you get Barry out here. What about the Flash? It's just like, oh my god, come on. And man. then Arrow, where he was vigil, the, the hood. hood, the vigilante, yeah. and mm. then. Arrow and then Green Arrow yep. finally, but 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 yeah. In uh, this one, it's cool, and it also does something kind of a little bit meta in a way, because when they introduced Wanda and Pietro, Marvel didn't have rights to the X Men, so they couldn't say the name Scarlet Witch, but. But yep. now that they do own them, they can say it, and they found a good way to incorporate it. Yep, and also, you know, going back to the flashback stuff, um, 
and you know we can talk about this in more detail during like the speculation section. But uh, in the flashback stuff, they leave a lot of wiggle room here to be like, yeah, there's another reason why uh, you you got those powers, and it's not just the Infinity Stone. Also, and the fact that you're a witch. Also, you know that uh, you know that scene of Wanda and Pietro talking about them and the Stark bomb. Oh, we're going to show that to you in full glory detail and make you almost yep. cry. And, and also, I, th- I think I think something cool about it is that Wanda herself questions it because, or questions about, about like, you know, her powers being like a witch and stuff because she's like, oh, what the fuck? You know, my parents were just normal ass people. Um, like, I don't get it. And then, you know, so obviously, like I said, these all are wiggle rooms are like, are those her actual parents? Are they their actual parents? I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe. But uh, in their very first, like, when they were first introduced in the comics, they, those were their parents. Um. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, but then you find out later on, it's like, oh, yeah, so I've been a... Uh, uh, when they were first introduced, they were just people that followed Magneto, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it turns out, like, actually, there's a reason that, you know, Quicksilver looks exactly like me. It's because he's my son. And guess what, Wanda? That means you're my kid, too. Yep. And uh, um, that was that was another thing that was speculated. So many people were speculating that he'd make an appearance. Uh... Yeah, um, I was expecting at least, like, n- not necessarily an appearance, but I was expecting, like, a name drop, some kind of hint or something. Well, um, the thing that I saw, the thing that I saw at first was, uh, just that, uh, come in for a quick cameo and, uh, be the stereotypical sitcom grandfather. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the, I think the cool, something cool that they could do, uh, like I again, I'll, we'll talk about this more. Uh, no, actually, I'll save that for speculation. But yeah, um, so that was that was interesting. Just to just to see that, like, now that they you know have all the toys in the box, like the the fact that like we opened up room and like this is kind of a good vehicle to start planting those seeds of. Remember, guys, we got the X Men now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, also we have uh, the exter the. The what you call it? The uh, extremists? What is that called? The extremist virus? No, uh, the uh, Eternals coming up. Oh yeah. And okay, those, I was like, those sometimes they, have yeah, ties to the mm-hmm. X Men. Yeah, because uh, the Celestials and stuff. Some for some reason the X Men fight Celestials. Um, I don't get it, but it happens. Uh, but yeah. There, uh, there was a lot of cool stuff that that lead into possible X Men, like setup, and I, I think again, being that, uh, you know, the one of the titular characters of the show is what you call it. I I don't know. I said what you call like I don't know her name, Wanda. Uh, you know. But, but uh, yeah, one of the cool things about this show is uh. We also got a look at Beyond Westview. 
Yeah, I, 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 will, I will also say real quick, though, uh, uh, I'm a little sad we did not get uh, James Spader. What? I said I'm a little sad we didn't get James Spader to come back, like, you know, as, like, you know, Vision's dad in, 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 in like, part of the sitcom scenarios. Uh, there was a th- one of the theories that was rolling around was that he would be the voice of White Vision. I, I could see that, because White Vision is uh, generally, like, you know, purged of emotion, so he's more Ultron-like. Yeah. And that he would have been the, like, key to bringing back Ultron. Because if you know Ultron from any other medium... He never stays dead, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like Ultron, uh, you know, movies and comics are two different mediums. The reason they mm-hmm. keep bringing back villains is to keep selling comics. I don't think we need to keep bringing Ultron back. Maybe eventually, someday. Yeah. But like we've got so much more to get through. Like yeah, um, like Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Um. So what, what else do I want to talk about? Uh. But really quick, touching uh, on the X-Men. West. Uh, the outside the Westview crew. That's. Oh yeah, hold on. But yeah, yeah, we'll definitely jump to that. I the last thing I want to talk about in terms of X Men stuff, really great use of a cameo. Uh, I, uh, when 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 that happened, I was fucking shook. Thankfully, I watched it like when the episode dropped, so like I had no spoilers or anything. And well, I, good for you, cause I got that spoiled. Ah, uh, sucks for you, man. That's that's pretty. It's because I had to go to work that day. Yeah, no. And but yeah, and like an idiot, I checked uh, Instagram. Oh, and uh, but I kind of knew that that was coming. Yeah, you mean you saw it coming? Well, just a lot of fans were speculating (gasps) it, and uh, oh no, Uh, yeah, (laughs) that that was more that was more of a. That was more of a joke to his, uh, to kick ass's line, but you know. Which, uh, by the way, they reference kick ass here. I know. And, uh, according to Showrunner, that wasn't intentional. Oh, really? Huh. Maybe that's just something that Evan Peters threw in. I mean, he is a pretty, he is a pretty big, uh, he is a pretty big nerd himself. Um, I thought that, I thought he was really fun. Um, not that I don't, not that I want him to replace Aaron Taylor Johnson, because I feel like he just, he never got a fair shake as Quicksilver, but I think, you know, this was the last nail in the coffin to be like, yeah, homie's dead, dead, you guys. Like, uh, there's no, uh, there's no chance of him coming back in some magical From what I heard in interviews. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they tried to bring him back or thought about bringing him back, but mm-hmm. ultimately went with this. And uh, that was the one thing that I was saying that was a negative that might resolve itself in the future is because eventually we find out his name and that he isn't Fox, Fox Quicksilver. Yep. Uh, apparently he's a guy named Ralph Boner. Yeah, the, yeah, they basically pulled a uh they basically pulled a Mandarin 
with uh, Quicksilver, which uh, but, but I think but I actually kind of liked it. Mm, but maybe not because uh, there's one of the like unresolved things in the show that they brought up was something that they brought up pretty early. Okay. And that's the whole entire reason why Jimmy Woo was there to begin with. He was there because a witness in Woodsec went missing. And they never confirmed who that was. Oh. And also, when she says Ralph Boner, he laughs. Boner. Mm -hmm. He's like, Boner. <laughs> so, uh, could Ralph Boner be an alias. What, for, and, a, for a Quicksilver who's in witness protection? Well, well, maybe not Quicksilver, but there's at least more to the story. I mean, yeah, maybe. Like, the showrunner has now, in hindsight, confirmed that uh, they will address the the witness thing in a future project. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so yeah, the outside of, so now we can talk about the outside of Westview crew. So, we'll start with Monica, because she's kind of the main character, uh, like the secondary protagonist, aside from Wanda. Uh, she mm -hmm. was fucking great. Um, mm -hmm. I loved her a lot. Um, honestly, how she got her powers was way more creative than how Carol got her powers. And that's not just me hating on Captain Marvel, um, but I just thought it was really cool. And it's still tied to the Infinity Stone. Mm-hmm. Because technically, you know, it's indirectly the Mind Stone, sort of, because Wanda's powers is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do have to say that uh, the way that she does get her powers is such... A, like badass moment. It's so fucking cool. I'm telling you, man. Like, uh, again, this isn't just me hating on the Captain Marvel movie, but if like if Carol's powers were built up, uh, and then she, and then and then she got them instead of oh yeah, she just shot a thing and got powers. But but yeah, um, and to see her, uh. And the fact that even from the beginning, the get-go, once once she realized what was going on and was expelled from the hex, and I, th I think, and I think that's what's cool, right? Because yes, um, with with, Mo with Monica, we uh, you know, she's actually the only thing I liked from the Captain Marvel movie, um, and you can actually like really tell that that's the same character, because she has a very similar attitude um, to her, you know, child counterpart where um, she's very empathetic. And w when she sees like a, somebody is going through something, she wants to help and she's well, not going to stop until, you know, she met, she gets the job done. Well, also in this case, she could also sympathize because, uh, yeah, we because find, yeah, because yeah. It's, it's all about grief, and I yeah, the whole parallel between her arc and um and Wanda's is really great. Because um, uh, we find out that Monica was one of the blipped. Yep, and unfortunately but, for her, 
uh, Maria ends up passing away from cancer in the five within the five year window of the blip. So she didn't even get to say goodbye. Yeah. So of course, you know, that hurts her a lot and she understands the same kind of emptiness and lack of closure that Wanda has with vision. Um, be- because, well, not just vision, but with everything. Well, well, I mean, you know, mo- with vision, like, off bat, because, you know, that's the most recent thing for her, right? And that was all mm-hmm. she had left. Um, I, I do like that they don't address Carol all that much. And Oh my god! Every time I every time I say it, it sounds like I'm hating, but I'm not. Um, I I like that they don't address Carol all that much because uh, it it lets Monica stand on her own. Um, Although we did get technically a cool cameo from her because uh, during that awesome scene where Monica's getting her powers, we hear Carol in the background. Yeah. And it's just a memory of of her and Carol, mm-hmm. which and I I think I think it's uh, it's a little weird that they have not necessarily that they have beef, but like she kind of has a little bit of resentment. And it, well, it, 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 we it, don't fully know why. Yeah, it just it just sounds like it. Uh, yeah, and again, there's probably there's definitely a reason that they're gonna we're gonna explore in later appearances. Uh, uh a fit. We know for sure that it is official that she will be in Captain Marvel 2. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way that the story ends hints that we might also see her in Secret Invasion. Yeah, because uh, she is, uh, you know, obviously the post credit scene shows her, um, you know, being promoted technically to actual sword, like traditional Marvel space sword. With, yeah. with Telos, which I think is cool because they even say like you know an old friend of your mother's, and it's just like oh shit, nice. Well, yeah, that's cool. Although there is one thing that is connected with Monica, which irritated me until I found out some behind the scenes stuff. Okay, and that's the fact that uh, she at one point she calls up an astrophysicist for help. And okay. the actress herself even hyped it up. Jane saying Hoffman? that I cannot wait for you guys to see who it is. Okay. And uh, apparently that was one of the things that ended up having to be cut due to Corona. And what was it? And who was it? They didn't say because they said that uh, we might find out in the future. I mean, I, I, the only astrophysicist I can think of is Jane Foster, right? Oh. Well, um, the the top theories are Reed, um, I f- forgot who else, because they confirmed that it was a male. Oh, it was a dude. And, yeah. And, uh, the other big one that I heard, which, uh, is ties to a rumor for Captain Marvel 2 is a uh, blue Marvel. Oh, Adam Brashear, yeah. That makes sense. And uh yeah, apparently that was cut 
due to COVID. Uh, they didn't confirm it, but they hinted that uh, there was supposed to be a strange cameo, but that was cut. Yeah, I mean, due to yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, w- with everything there, it just makes it just fits for Doctor Strange to and, show up. And uh, there, all throughout, there were there were rumors that there was going to be a secret tenth episode. And uh, the final rumor says that uh, that got cut due to, due to the pandemic. And also, uh, the showrunner herself confirmed that uh, there was at least one deleted scene from the finale. Oh, wow. Due, due to the COVID. Also, they didn't, they didn't and, ever say, um, I mean... Like usually with like Marvel related stuff, at the end they're like, "Blank and blank will return in, you know, such and such." Mm-hmm. We didn't actually get that. Like we didn't get a full like the Scarlet Witch will return in Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness. Or I think that's also partly because uh, we have four different characters who will return. Yeah, maybe maybe six. True, but uh, but yeah. The deleted scene in question, uh, the scene is that um, a free Ralph, Monica, Darcy, and the twins were uh, going to go get the book, the Darkhold. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the Agatha's lair, they would have ran into Senior Scratchy. Who would have revealed, been revealed to be a demon? Yeah, Nick Scratch, uh, Agatha's kid, like a demon creature, and uh, they'd have to f- fight it. But that was cut because, uh, due to the pandemic, they weren't able to do the demon animation and all that. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, and uh, just FYI, um. All the real, like, fully filmed uh, deleted scenes, uh, apparently it's been confirmed that uh, those are just thought as um, what-if scenarios from alternate universes. Okay. Like, I think Feige himself confirmed All it. right, so uh, what else do you want to talk about? Okay, so we already talked about the... Well, the agents uh, and Darcy. stuff. Oh yeah, Darcy. Um, Darcy. Um, I really like her. Uh, she's she's a good person to bounce off of for the different characters. Uh, her and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Her and Jimmy were a lot of fun. I liked her commentary, just kind of as a fan of the shows, uh, quote unquote. Um, I also really liked her back and forth with Vision as well. Um, she mm-hmm. was fun. And, uh, you know, did, did a good job at, you know, using exposition when she did. And she was nowhere near as annoying as Darcy came off as because, uh, and I think the reason for that is because she was an actual, like, you know, full on doctor now. And she wasn't just rando sidekick to another sidekick. Mm-hmm. She was the sidekick of a sidekick, basically. Um, yes, but, um. Uh... But here she was cool, and I also liked her interactions with uh, Mr. Dickbag himself. Oh, Haywood, yeah. 
I love the. I and love, uh, and I love that. That's my favorite. Uh, my yep. favorite line. Yep. Because you just see her come in with the ice cream truck at the yep. end. Boom. That was great. Have fun in prison. But. But yeah. Um. I was a little upset that that was the only time that we saw her in the finale. But apparently that was on purpose because uh, the like flightiness of the character, you never know where you're going to see yeah. her aspect. Um, I mean, she even, uh, like Monica even says, Darcy was like, debriefings are for the week, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was cool. And also speaking about the that crew, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy was great. Um, Honest, honestly, one of the best minor character arcs in the MCU. I was uh, honestly, man. Uh, you know this. This might be blasphemy for some MCU fans, but I think, like, they did for Jimmy what they were trying to do for Coulson without having to force a death to make us really care. I get you, but when I say that, dude, I'm talking about the magic trick. Oh yeah, I know. Um, with with the whole with the the thing with the handcuffs. Well, also the car. Oh yeah. Because because uh, he kept asking, he kept asking Scott, "How do you do it?" Mm-hmm. And then the first time that we see him, he gives his card to Monica by doing it. Yep. You're like, hey, good for you. But yeah, I think uh, Jimmy Jimmy was great. Uh, one one of the one of the best reasons for that is uh, he isn't played like the Jimmy from the comics, who is like, you know, smooth secret agent man. He's just kind of like a fun cop that happens to also uh-huh. be you know, working for the feds. Um, but also a good like baseline voice of reason and also like and Jimmy's, all that. uh jimmy's kind of quippy nature and uh like randall park's delivery just kind of fits really well into the mcu comedy style yeah and i love that moment where uh where uh he confronts haywood and he's like my FBI friends will be here within the And then hour. he breaks out of the hand he breaks out of the handcuffs, knocks out a guy, get steals his phone, and is like, Hey, um uh this is James Wu. Can I get uh can I get my uh, can I get the director please? And he goes, Sir, um I got a situation. Can you be here within I don't know, within the hour? <laughs> yeah, that that was good. And but also, one of the cool things about him is he's also not incompetent and good agent because uh, when him, Monica, and Darcy get captured, yep, th- they fight to escape, and Jimmy yeah, kicks and butt. Like, they, they like hey, one of their like armored trucks that was pretty dope. Yeah, like Jimmy, Jimmy's not just like a bumbling doofus. Uh, again. Not to throw shade at the guy, because I fucking love Clark Gregg, but uh, so many people love Coulson, and that, that was kind of Coulson's, like, whole thing at first, until they started making him badass in S.H.I.E.L.D., but nobody watched S.H.I.E.L.D. 
And then they started, like, doing weird things with him, like, giving him an evil clone. And then also, like, you know, the whole Fiji fiasco, like, that whole... Uh, yeah. uh, so, I feel like Jimmy Woo is an improved version of the Coulson arc without having to force random bullshit in, into it. Um, yeah. And they hint that... that uh that there might be more for Jimmy overall with the fact that at the debriefing, he takes charge. And Monica's like, leadership looks good on you. Yeah, hopefully since they're going to have to rebuild S.H.I.E.L.D. at a point, um, you know, I'm sure they're going to address that with, uh, you know, the next show down the pipeline with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Maybe Jimmy will, you know, fully embrace his comic role and become a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent for whatever rebuilt shield looks like. Because, you know, there's obviously been big fan rumors about, like, old man Steve coming in, being director of shield, blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. um, Which, uh, by the way, even the showrunner himself has, uh, has come out and warned that, uh, that Falcon and Winter Soldier, there might be even bigger fan theories involved. Oh, God. All right. Uh, yeah, so what else, is, uh, what else is there you want to talk about, Brian? Uh, we briefly mentioned him, but uh, I think we should talk about Mr. Dickbag. I, I mean, he's probably the weakest part of the show. Um, because... Yeah. Um, while Indeed. everything else is really interesting and uh, like more nuanced, there's a lot more layers to it. Haywood is straight up just kind of your mustache twirly villain, and it continues the MCU's tradition of having kind of shit bad guy, main bad guys. Well, um, I wouldn't say that he's the main bad guy, uh, but he was. Uh, so he was a. I mean, who would who would you say is the main bad guy then? I mean, uh, I mean, Agatha, Agatha is definitely definitely there, but I feel like because he was the one who stole Vision and triggered this in the first place. That's the thing about the show. It's, I don't think that there's a main villain. Okay, there's a main an, there's a main antagonist, mm. but not a main villain. Yeah, true, true. Okay, I can accept that. And the main antagonist is Wanda herself. Yeah. But, but yeah, I I thought that uh, he was all right for what he was, and uh, you could tell really early that he was evil, and uh, the things that he did to Wanda, like he specifically showed her Vision's body in hopes that she could bring him back online, which yep. I love that twist that. She didn't steal his body. Yep. But that she just, you know, made one via magic. And the whole entire reason why he came to Westview and all that was because he was specifically looking for vision. And uh, when he realized that he couldn't bring out that version of vision, he then created his own. Yep. Which, uh, which, uh, by the way, that is one of the things is, uh, 
people talk about is the fact that uh, you could really tell how much of like a hero and a uh, like good guy vision is. Paul Bentley because... is the fucking man. Like, yes, but he... but the the scene that I'm talking about specifically is when he's outside of the border and he's in pain and basically disintegrating. His only thought is help the people. Yep. And that, and I heard a lot of memes and stuff online saying, see, that's why he was worthy to pick up Mjolnir. I mean, yeah. Because uh, he's Yeah, he's completely he's very selfless. selfless. Yeah. Exactly. Um, which you know, which is why he's the exact opposite of Ultron. Um because mm-hmm. Ultron but, has the collective selfishness of the entire internet. <laughs> but yeah, Paul Paul Bentley's great, and uh, the, the the fact that he's able to like give a monotone delivery in two separate instances, distinct personalities for the same character, is amazing. Although it did lead to a little bit of a dispute online. And because uh, Paul himself came in an interview and uh, teased that he got to work with an actor that he's been wanting to work with for a very long time. A very good Shakespearean actor. Yep, and people thought it was Ian McKellen, but it was like, oh no, he's working with himself. Yeah, he was talking about himself. Because it, it even like, came to like the day of the of the finale and uh he didn't say this specifically but he kind of basically was like uh i fucked up hmm. i fucked up people are overhyping the shit out of this and i fucked up you forgot how seriously mcu fans take their shit but um, but but yeah he was we're breaking the hour mark so uh Let's talk about Vision real quick, because uh, yeah, yeah, he was mm. really good. I like, seeing... I I loved the uh, like the arc for him because when he realizes mm-hmm. what's going on, like everything shifts. You know, he's just like, mm-hmm. "Fuck, do I don't want I like, you know, I'm happy here, but these people are not, and that's unfair to them." And also his arc of what's going on here. And also is my and, wife. Yeah, and also like who am I? Right? Like the the uh, his thing with uh white vision was fascinating. Um mm-hmm. their their whole their whole uh kind of discussion over the the uh, the you know the philosophical uh principle of the the ship of Theseus. Like, you know, mm-hmm. is um you know, are you the same vision? Like are we both vision? Are we both not? Like, you know, really yeah. interesting stuff. Which, uh... Which, uh... Leads White Vision with the memories out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know when and if he's gonna come back. Paul Bettany has said that, uh... That if they'll let him, he'll play Vision till the day he dies. I mean, technically, they he could even play after because it's like they only really need his voice. But uh, but yeah. So uh, 
We don't know when we're going to see him. I think it would be really cool if we saw him in uh, the Wakanda TV show. Yeah, because, uh, you know, sure he does have... I mean, not that he needs it anymore now that he has the memories anyway, but the, ori- the original core of the Vision is in Wakanda. Like a backup of it. Yeah, and also, though, is uh, last time we had an Avenger who had their memories taken away from them and forced to do some not-so-good things. They went to Wakanda to heal. Yep. Bucky. And also, Wakanda is like a technological utopia, so, like, it makes a lot of sense for Viz to go there. Yeah. And also, uh, real quick, talk about the kids. Yeah. Um, I was surprised at how good they were, uh, to be honest with you. Because, you know, with child actors, yeah. it's, a, it's a coin flip. I, I thought the uh, the kids were good for what we got from them. Um, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, they do a good uh, a good job of representing their um, individual personalities. They're not just kind of sitcom tropes. Uh, they each have their own kind of way of dealing with things. It's a little stereotypical. You got your you know hyperactive, more cocky kid uh, twin brother, and you got the uh, more shy, softer, empathetic brother. Um, which is reflective of, you know, their common counterparts, to be fair. Um, and I do actually like their dynamic. They, don't, they aren't constantly fighting. They are, like, they are siblings and they are friends. And they care about each other. Mm-hmm. And when we actually get to see them fight, it's badass. I love, Which I, I love I the love moment. That. Yeah. When it's like, I boys, love that at the end. Yeah, boys, your mother mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, never prepared you for this. But Wanda just looks at them and goes, but you were born for it. And I was just like, fuck and, yeah. And then also, um, and then also after she says that, Vision goes to take care of White Vision. Wanda leaves to go to take care of Agatha. And she's like, boy, handle the military. Yep. I thought that was great. Um, yeah. And, and, and like the family dynamic between them uh, was phenomenal, which is, you know, Something we don't really we don't really get as much in the comics. I mean, we we get a little lot with Wanda and the boys, but in particular, boys, right? Because like it's kind of awkward for them in the comics to talk to Vision because Vision's a robot, and it's just like, hey, Dad, uh, I get it right? Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Um. But, but I really did like their yeah it was, it was their interactions in here. And it was really believable, man. And like I'm not like uh, I didn't the, the, for once this was a TV show that didn't make me cry. Um, but well, uh, but the, but like the moment when they said goodbye, like feels me. And definitely when Wanda said goodbye mm-hmm. to Vision. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't say goodbye. Yeah, well, yeah, and, yeah, and, and this, you know, we'll meet again soon, or you know, something along those lines. I thought that was really fucking sweet. Uh, did not cry. I held strong this time. Yeah, but but I've heard many people cried, and I don't blame them. Oh, but, I, I 
I'm, I'm always yeah. surprised I didn't. Overall, this show is really good, and I really liked it. Uh, maybe we could do a little bit of speculation here before we call it, because it's already one hour. I mean, uh, technically, the anchor time limit is, what, like 90 minutes? So Yeah, so we've got 30 minutes to talk about speculation and uh, plugs. Yeah, 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 okay. So, yeah, um, I think... Really, the only other thing I want to talk about speculation-wise is just uh, the, uh, well, I, real quick, I want to address, like, uh, as someone who could always bitches about the fact that modern superhero movies like to shit on comic-accurate costumes and use, only use them as a joke, I'm looking at you, Marvel Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. The, when they did the costume and how they did it was one of the coolest things ever. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, when I saw the headdress and it be a, like a, a permanent thing and not just a have it on for a few seconds and she takes it off, I squealed. Now, are you talking about the Romani fortune teller or the final outfit? I'm talking about the final outfit. The final outfit had the headdress on. Yeah. It, it, that thing has so many layers to it. Like, apparently, one of the reasons why we hadn't seen Wanda too much in her superhero outfit is apparently Elizabeth Olsen did not like it. And one of the things that she didn't like was how much cleavage it showed. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is very ironic because in the new one, she's not showing any. But yet, people are shrimping over her now more than ever. Like, more now than ever. Well, this is going on YouTube, not... <laughs> this is going on YouTube, not uh, not Twitch. You can say the word. Yeah, they're, they're, people slipping hard. People simping hard uh, because it's a it's a very it's a very form fitting outfit, which you know, not complaining about in the slightest. Um, no, but uh, but yeah, it was really good, and I really liked it. And there's also, uh, did you notice her choker? Oh yeah, I did notice the choker and how it's the shape of the choker. It's in the shape of the mindstone. I did. Yep. So that's a cool little callback homage so that she always has vision with her type thing. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was really nice uh, because, you know, th- that that was kind of part of her, like, realization to kind of, you know, start to move past things. It's like, you know, the Mind Stone's always going to be a part of me. Therefore, you'll always be a part of me. That means I'll always be with you. And I'm just like, yeah, there we go. There it is. Um, but then we get big ass plot with the fact that Agatha Harkness just casually pulls out the dark hole like it's just she's writing it from a fucking library. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you know if you've read the comics that the dark hole is one of the big artifacts from the Marvel Universe, like right up there with the Eye of Agamotto. Um, and uh, so 
of the fact that Wanda has it now and she's got enough of a grasp of her powers to fucking astro project, which you know from Doctor Strange is a super high level technique because he he couldn't even do it until like you know over halfway through the movie. So the fact that she can casually do that, like make a make her coffee, have her like normal daily routine, and you know, while at the same time like flipping through the dark hole mm-hmm. while it's after projection, and like, getting just shows you how stupid powerful and getting she is. hints that uh, we're gonna get to see Tommy and Billy again. Yep, because you know she's uh, you know just because she's you know gotten past the the, the like the grieving part of you know like letting go of vision uh, she also emphasized like you know i'm not gonna let go of my family uh and so she's gonna look for her also uh um they they like confirmed that the kids were real and uh they they didn't have a citizen in westview that matched them so maybe when wanda put things back together uh, she subconsciously didn't know what to do with them, so maybe she put. I also, I, I also. So here, here's my theory on it, and this is a little weirder, yeah. right? So, um, if you remember, like in the comics, they have the whole like Mephisto. They're technically like Mephisto babies, sort of. With the, like, they're made with parts of the devil soul. Blah 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 blah. Not ex- so. This isn't exactly that, but this is kind of along those lines. So, as you know, like Wanda with her energy in the anomaly, right? The big hex. Uh, she uh, used her magical energy to rewrite this particular section, right? And going by MCU like weird science magic rules, uh, energy can't be created. I mean, energy can't be destroyed. Uh, so it just has to go somewhere else. Technically, Billy and Tommy, while not technically real, are more or less sentient energy constructs. So, wherever the fuck that energy went when she dispelled it, is probably where they are. Mm-hmm. And since they developed enough to have like full personalities, I'm sure through means of magic, they happen to have souls or whatever you want to call it. And that's probably what called out. And because Billy, it was Billy's voice specifically and not Tommy, because Billy, of course, inherited his mom's powers. And so he has an easier time reaching out than, say, Tommy does. Um, So I definitely think that's kind of where that's leading to in terms of the possible stuff with Doctor Strange. And, you know, Wanda trains with Doctor Strange for a time in certain continuities and stuff. So I definitely am holding out that she's going to show up um, in Doctor Strange in some capacity. And also... The fact that the Sorcerer Supreme was name-checked, like, twice. Well, they already did confirm that Wanda is going to be in uh, Doctor Strange 2. Oh, yeah, Multiverse of... 
yeah, multiverse madness or whatever they call it in the second one. Yeah, multiverse so madness. You got definitely. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, and uh, also, uh, um, we know for sure that. Uh, well, we don't know for sure, but Catherine Hahn, the actress who wonderfully played Axa, she said that uh, playing that has woken up something inside of her, and she loves it. And we'll gladly come back anytime for it. Yeah, and uh, you know she's technically imprisoned in Westview, sort of. Uh, but you know, I'm sure she'll find a way. If oh, maybe. well, um, um, there's also fan theory that maybe they might still now use the uh, comic book version origins of her with the Fantastic Four. What, where, where she's the yeah. babysitter? Ah, uh, okay. They might still be able to go that route with her. Like, oh, where she could, where she could be, like, Franklin's babysitter for, like, whenever the Fantastic Four show up. I think that'd be fun. But, uh, uh there's a lot that's, uh... But, yeah, I, so, any, any other final, uh, speculations you want to go into? Well, I mean, we know for sure that, uh, Wanda's going to Multiverse of Magic and Madness. Uh, we know that uh, that uh, Monica's going to Captain Marvel 2. Um, we're pretty sure that Darcy probably is going to be in Thor 4. And uh, we're pretty sure that that uh, that Jimmy's going to be in Ant-Man 3, that would be really cool. See all that and see where we go from here. And it's going to be really cool to see like how everything falls out. I'm just excited to see that as I was for the show itself. And the show itself I was pretty excited oh, yeah. for. And I, and I can't wait to see where we go from here. And I can't wait to see uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier which looks like it's going to be its own completely separate beast, but still really good. Yeah. And I also do it... You know, I'm oh, bad. Go ahead. I was just going to say, also do its job to bring back uh, underutilized characters like, like Sharon. Yeah, uh, ho ho hopefully uh, Sharon will find something to do now that, uh, you know, Steve isn't being gross. Well, uh, she did, the actress did confirm that uh, in the movie she will, at one point in the movie she will be going by Agent 13. Oh, you mean the show? Yeah, in the show. Nice. Hopefully, like again, hopefully she'll have um, you know a, a better arc than she did in the movies. Emily Van Camp is great. I love Revenge. Um, still one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, so I think she's gonna be great. Uh, I all I really have to say is, man, uh, the Disney Plus Marvel shows have set a high bar for themselves now. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, I'm I'm very happy to say that in my opinion, uh, WandaVision really delivered, and I'm uh, I'm really happy with it. Uh, if we, uh, you know we we've been 
in recent uh, like in recent episodes been giving ratings, I would seriously give this like a eight point five or a freaking nine, man. I, it's damn near. Damn I'd near say perfect. for me, straight uh, up nine. Like, I have I have a lot of small problems with it, but nothing is. Nothing gets to the point where it's like set off my like review brain of like, all right, that was bad. None of it was bad. No. Um. All I enjoyed every single second of it, uh, and I'll probably watch it again. Um, totally recommend it. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it for the review portion. Now we have reached the magical time of the night where uh, we get to talk about uh, what is coming up and going on for our various platforms. Um, unfortunately, uh, for me, uh, because of the technical issues I talked about, er, talked about earlier, uh, not really much on the YouTube end, but Twitch has been going really well for me, you guys. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you miss my content on YouTube, uh, and you, uh, you know, you just want to hang out while I play video games in the background, definitely go check out the Twitch channel. Links are in the description. Uh, it's a lot of fun over there. We have a, we have a pretty good time. Uh, and, uh, you know, the YouTube channel isn't dead. It's just, you know, technical issues. I will be back as soon as I can, whenever I can. Yep. But, uh, you know, Twitch is consistent, at least. I get you. And uh, for me, um, IRL stuff has been getting in the way, seriously. Uh, part of it is my fault. Part of it isn't. I won't go into detail. But I will just say that uh, I'm... Currently, right now, I'm trying to review uh, Superman and Lois, uh, sometimes Legacies, and also uh, Winona Earp. And Winona Earp is the only one that I've been consistently been able to do, partly because Fridays, and so it's not a work day. And... Uh, that's been going fine, and uh, if you got, I know it's a completely different beast, which is why I don't plug it as much. But if you guys like cosplay and D and D, I do uh, have TikTok. It's just Brian was here. All right, I'll be sure to include that in the description as well. Uh... Just remind me and I'll link me it, and I, I got you. But yeah, we'll, we'll leave that in the show notes for sure. Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, hopefully you enjoyed our, uh, you know, long-awaited return. It's been it's been a couple, it's been a few weeks, uh, and uh, next week we'll be doing a uh, Netflix show uh, called Zero Chill. Don't really know much about it. It's a sort of figure skating, ice hockey type. So look kind of lighthearted and fun. But ironically enough, also stars twins. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be interesting. Well, we'll see we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, don't forget to leave us a rating on whatever podcast platform uh, you are listening to this to on. If you are you know listening to it on a podcast platform. You know, the five-star ratings and reviews do help people find us, so those are important. I know, like I said, I need to remember to get on my professional podcast game and start plugging the uh, plugging this stuff properly. Uh, but I remembered this time at least. So, yeah, 
Um, we'll catch you guys next week for the next episode. And uh, mm-hmm. until then, catch you later. Peace.